class, Nurse Kylie here. Welcome back to Nursing Accelerated. This week, we are going to focus on biliary disorders, and more specifically, acute pancreatitis. For this discussion, Chapter 50 in Bruner and Studdart's Textbook of Medical Surgical Nursing, 14th edition, will be used as reference. To begin, let's go over the role of a few key structures within the biliary system. The gallbladder stores bile, which is produced by liver cells, and released when food is ingested. Now, the pancreas has been mentioned a few times in past discussions, so none of this information should be surprising or new to you. The pancreas works with both the endocrine system and exocrine system. Its role in the endocrine system was discussed previously as the beta islet cells are where insulin is produced and their destruction causes type 1 diabetes. The pancreatic duct is where the exocrine secretions are collected before being moved to other parts of the biliary system. The exocrine secretions are made up of digestive enzymes, which are high in protein and electrolytes. There are three main pancreatic enzymes, amylase, trypsin, and lipase. Amylase digests carbohydrates, trypsin digests proteins, and lipase digests fats. Okay, enough with the physiology lesson and on to common biliary disorders, and more importantly, nursing-specific information. There are common biliary disorders that we are all familiar with, and then there are some that are not as common. Cholecystitis and cholelithiasis are gallbladder disorders that commonly result in a cholecystectomy or surgical removal of the gallbladder. The pancreas has several disorders associated with it, ranging from inflammation to cancer. Pancreatitis is an inflammation disorder that can be acute or chronic. Acute pancreatitis is very serious and is considered a medical emergency. Chronic pancreatitis often goes undetected until it progresses to later stages. Let's begin by talking about acute pancreatitis. Acute pancreatitis ranges from mild to severe and has two types. Interstitial edematous pancreatitis, which is the most common, or necrotizing pancreatitis, which occurs less often but is more severe in nature. Those with the interstitial edematous form of pancreatitis are at risk for hypovolemic shock, fluid and electrolyte imbalances, as well as sepsis. Systemic complications are more likely with the necrotizing form of pancreatitis and can lead to multiple organ dysfunction syndrome, also known as MODS, MODS. Acute pancreatitis ensues when self-digestion of the pancreas occurs after a gallstone enters the bile duct and occludes the flow. The enzymes become activated and leads to the inflammation of the pancreas. Severe abdominal pain is the main symptom of this disorder. Abdominal distension may occur, causing the respiratory system to become compromised as pressure builds in the diaphragm. Serum amylase and lipase levels are used to diagnose acute pancreatitis. As a nurse, you should anticipate use of enteral feedings during treatment so that the patient receives nutrition without causing further safety concerns. The main considerations are providing pain management, improving oxygenation, improving nutrition while minimizing risk for complications, and maintaining skin integrity. Pancreatic cysts may occur as a result of acute pancreatitis. Usually, they are pseudocysts, or amylase-rich fluid-filled pockets that form four to six weeks post-acute episode. Usually, 
They require drainage, and keeping the skin intact near the drainage site is the primary concern for nurses. Oftentimes, skilled wound ostomy care nurses are consulted for treatment management. Now, on to chronic pancreatitis. Chronic pancreatitis, on the other hand, is inflammation caused by destruction of the pancreas. Sounds kind of like how type 1 diabetes is formed. Alcoholism and smoking are common causes of chronic pancreatitis. It usually manifests as episodes of severe upper abdominal and back pain with vomiting. Due to this, weight loss is a common concern with this disorder due to vomiting, lack of appetite caused by pain, and fear of eating thinking it will initiate another attack. Another pancreatic disorder is pancreatic cancer, which is in the top five of most deadly cancers. The risk for this type of cancer increases with age and risk factors include cigarette smoking, chemical or toxin exposure, and a high fat diet. Diabetes, chronic pancreatitis, and hereditary pancreatitis are the most common disorders that can increase the risk for pancreatic cancer. Common symptoms include jaundice and pain combined with weight loss. Those, these are usually not seen until it's too late for treatment. As a nurse, pain and nutritional management are at the forefront of care, but oftentimes, due to the severity, hospice and end-of-life care take precedence. Though I hate to end our discussion on a sad note, that concludes today's discussion on biliary disorders. Thank you for joining me for this short episode. As always, if you want to learn more about the topic, I suggest you utilize your medical surgical nursing textbook of choice to dive deeper into the nursing considerations of the disorders touched upon today. Until next time, keep on accelerating.